Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. We are here on Zoom. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by Aaron Keller. We also have Endow's big game, or bighorn sheep, excuse me, staff specialist, Mike Cox, along with, for the first time ever, Emily Hagler with the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe. She's a biologist for the tribe. So thank you both for being here. Emily, it's great to have you for the first time. Thanks for the invite. Of course. And the reason we wanted to bring both of you on is we've done some really great work between Endow and the tribe, reintroducing bighorn sheep to reservation lands where they used to thrive. Um, it's an awesome project we work on, so we'll get to that later in the show, but it is Women's History Month, and we thought, who better than to talk to Emily? Um, just, we're, we've been talking to women all month long who have made a difference in conservation, and you're definitely one of those. So, Emily, do you just want to get started with telling us about your role as a biologist for the tribe? Yeah, so I've been with the Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe now for a little over five years now, and I've played several roles in that. Um, I started off in wetlands and water quality and um, kind of moved into more of an aquatic um, amphibian conservation base, and then um, obviously now I'm working with the recovery of bighorn sheep on the reservation. So played a lot of different roles and um, we're a small department. So when you're in a small department, you play many roles and you get to have your hands in a lot of different activities and get to see projects from beginning to finish and really have an opportunity to make an impact on the ground. How did you even end up getting into biology? Hmm. Um, I grew up in a really small town in central Washington and I spent just a lot of time out, outdoors in general. Um, a lot of time camping and fishing and mushroom hunting and um, I come from a, a multi-generational subsistence hunting family so uh, definitely has been in my um, my blood from the very beginning and um, that kind of really shaped where I went with my education and obviously my education is what has shaped my my career now so I ended up I went to Washington State University after that, I um, moved out to Nevada and um, started working in biology and field biology. Um, now I'm at the University of Nevada, Reno, just finishing up my master's degree there and working um, with the reintroduction of and recovery of bighorn sheep. And that'll be the focus of my thesis here and will guide my um, future career path here in Nevada. Wow. How does it, how have you liked your time um, here in Nevada? in the work you've been doing? It's, a, it's similar, but definitely different environment from where I came from. But I think the desert definitely has a way of grabbing you and you get to see, you know, one of the driest states in the union and how precious, you know, the conservation of the natural resources are um, in Nevada and having, a, being able to play a role in that is incredibly um, just a great opportunity and I've been very blessed to have different opportunities in my career out here. And I definitely um, will be 
continuing work in natural resource conservation in Nevada for many more years. That's great. It's good. We like to hear that you're going to stay in Nevada and keep working on conservation here. So, um, well, one of the big highlights or some, the way we got to know you is through this bighorn sheep reintroduction. So do you want to explain how you got involved in that? Yeah. So, um, the very beginning when I got involved in that was like end of 2018 and, um, got together with some of the staff biologists at Endow and they had already, you know, worked very hard with the tribe to get it approved. And I just came and came in as the, um, staff personnel from PLPT that would be taking that on and um, guiding that into volition and definitely um, was a lot of hard work on both parts, a lot of planning. Um, 2018 to early 2020 is what it took to actually get the day of, of capture and reintroduction happening. So it was, a, it was a team effort by, you know, a lot of different people. I remember being out, I was out there that day and it was, I almost had chills during the release. It was just a crazy moment. It was a historic moment. Mike, do you want to talk on that a little bit? Trying not to interrupt <laughs> uh, the great conversation earlier. So yeah, it's been a long time coming for many of us, both uh, some dedicated sportsmen and the agency and um, <clears throat> working with the Pyramid Lake Tribal Council and their natural resource staff over the years of, of uh, putting a bug in their ear that you guys have awesome bighorn habitat. Um, it was definitely historic habitat. Uh, John C. Fremont, when he went across the West, uh, saw bighorn sheep throughout the lake range on the east side of Pyramid Lake. and. And it was just uh, great to see a uh, resurgence of interest by uh, the Tribal Council. And yeah, Emily and our staff, we worked really hard for a year, putting together documents, um, writing information for both agencies to review and to make decisions on. And so it was, it was a lot of work behind the scenes uh, to get the first reintroduction last year and then uh, an augmentation this year. So just for people who aren't aware of what we did exactly and who didn't, we did have, Emily was all over the news. We had videos on our social media um, capturing the moment, but um, can you explain that day and what exactly you did? I'll let, I'll let Emily explain. Okay, it. Emily, <laughs> go for it. Um, so we ended up doing the capture in the Sheep Creek Range um, due to some weather in the Black Rock. So um, we all headed out there early in the morning and we ended up capturing 22 bighorn sheep um, and moved them into the Lake Range. And it's a great experience because we had the opportunity to bring out some Pyramid Lake High School students. We had tribal members. Um, it was just a lot of different people that have never seen what that looks like, be able to play a role in that. And um, culminated with the release of them on the Lake Range, um, just north of the pyramid. And definitely was a community event. Um, generations of Pyramid Lake tribal members came out, um, anywhere from two-year-olds to elders and 
um, got to experience that and be a part of the reintroduction and it being the first reintroduction of Bighorn Sheep to tribal lands in Nevada, it was great to have um, such a big turnout. And I was there, I mean, the day started probably at like 3.30 in the morning, <laughs> I want to say, and then we ended <clears throat> driving across the state and then ended um, on the tribal lands and it was probably close to eight o'clock at night it was just a long day and it just felt i just remember the moment of the release was really cool there were so many people there it was a really exciting day and then to find out you guys have been working on this the work didn't start there that day itself seemed crazy but you guys have been just working endlessly on making that happen so mike um how critical was emily to helping that whole effort happen, helping Endow make that happen. Well, um, just want to thank her. She was incredible. Um, she was very positive, uh, worked hard to uh, pull everything together. Um, we asked her to coordinate with capture crews and collar companies um, and there was, there was several tribal council meetings for uh, establishing cooperative agreements and um, identifying bighorn as a protected species. And so every time we asked her to do something, she stepped up to the plate and was remarkable in getting it all accomplished. And, and really there was just so many awesome people that were involved the day of the capture and, and hats off to Emily coordinating all of that. As she said, the, the school kids, uh, tribal members, um, there was well over a hundred people at the release site, more, more than ever any other release site I've ever been on. And, and I've done this a lot for 28 years. So it was really rewarding for me um, to, to have someone like Emily um, be that that liaison that we needed uh, to be uh, to make it successful and and we also talked about the long-term program that um, the pyramid lake tribe will will have in conservation of the sheep and then ultimately a hunting season for tribal members down the road aaron was there something you wanted to add a second ago you had your mute off that's how i know when aaron's going to talk <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just going to ask the same thing as far as like how important Emily was and how important Mike thought it was to have somebody in the tribe, resource-based, um, kind of biologist type position in the tribe. So I, he covered it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah as, as Emily said, there's such a small group over there and she does wear many hats and she was going, you know, 20,000 different directions. I thought she was a public information officer because I'm and I was PIO and we were working together to get the information out to the media. And then I realized, wait, you're a biologist who's been working with them. So it was pretty cool to see you doing all that. <laughs> Mike, sorry, I think I cut you off there. No, no. Um, well, I do want to get into, we're running out of time for the first half, but Mike, you had talked about, you have worked with the tribe on a plan for the future for this herd. And I want to talk about where we are now. It sounds like you did a recent 
um, release a bighorn sheep on that area. So we could get into that right after this quick break. You're listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we have Emily Hagler. She is a Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe biologist, and we're, we have her on for the first time um, representing women in conservation for Women's History Month. We also have our Bighorn Sheep Staff Specialist, Mike Cox, here, and they've been talking about their recent work in reintroducing bighorn sheep to their native range on reservation lands. So, um, Emily, during the break, you were saying we talked all about the day of the capture and when we re-released those sheep or when we released those sheep on um, reservation lands. But you said that's really where the work began. We were talking about all the work that went into it, but you've been doing a lot of work since then. So could you tell us a little bit about what's been going on since the sheep were released there? Yeah, I mean, um, as long and as long as it took to get to that day and as much work as it took to be put into that, really on the ground work started, you know, the morning after and looking at what types of areas um, those sheep are selecting for, how that changes over time, um, groupings. So um, are they all grouping up versus are they um, selecting for different areas? So the GPS collars that are um, deployed on them allow us to um, statistically look at that over a period of time. And that um, helps reintroduction efforts across the board um, for the species as a whole. So um, in future um, reintroductions, the data that's being collected can help uh, make better informed decisions about habitat selection um, and really just teaches us as a whole how to be better managers of the species in general. Aaron? Yeah, and so, so these sheep, the first ones came from the Sheep Creek Range. Then yeah. The second or trailer full was from the Black Rocks. What are you seeing as far as like how the sheep are acting? So it's been about a month, a little over a month now since uh, the second set, the augmentation, the sheep coming in from the Black Rock Range. And so far we're not, we're not seeing that they're intermingling, but you know, that's not uncommon and it's only been 30 days. So we hope that, you know, they'll um, find each other and be able to, uh, select for the best habitats and teach each other um, what areas are, are, are the best. And we're seeing them select different habitats now and move around a lot. So a lot of ex exploration is happening with them. Um, the sheep that came from the Sheep Creek Range are pretty settled into their groups now. Um, they're definitely selecting for those high mountain ranges, um, that good escape terrain, high um, increased ruggedness. So um, we're really happy with you know where they're at. Um, high elevations, and we don't see them come down um, very often, but um, so far they're doing good, and we had really high um, lamb survival this year, and, you know, going into spring, we hope for some similar, similar lamb survivals and lamb recruitment, and 
that'll really just be a lot of work um, of the NR NRD staff here to go out and um, determine, you know, where, the, where they're headed, why they're in those areas, what are the best watering holes, and also what, are, what does lamb recruitment look like in 2021 and what does lamb survival look like in 2021? So how is our herd developing over time? I also think it's encouraging. Um, we didn't talk about it really in the first half of the show, but we you just mentioned it. We did do a, another release of more sheep. Um, you said it was a month ago or so. That's encouraging, at least to me. Here We get messages all the time, how are those sheep doing on Facebook? And I think it, that's a good thing to hear that we're actually now adding to that population because they are doing good and we wanna make sure it, you know, sustains. Yeah, it's, we, we typically will do uh, an augmentation <clears throat> to our initial uh, reintroduction. That's, that's what we've done, and it's been pretty successful. So I always like to give, give that small nucleus another shot in the arm. Exactly. Emily, I wanted to ask you, how exciting is it to have a project like this kind of ongoing now, where you can just, you know, it's your job to go look at Big Orange Sheep now? <laughs> it's definitely not a bad job. <laughs> I think you always have days where you, you just want to go home. You don't want to be working, but I mean, the opportunity to go out and um, monitor these bighorn sheep on a daily basis is an incredible opportunity that I definitely don't take for granted. And I'm very blessed to have the opportunity to be a part of this. And honestly, if it wasn't for NDAO pushing for this on the Lake Range, it probably wouldn't have happened. That's awesome. I Oh, I like just hearing you talk about the sheep. It's almost like you know them. <laughs> like you just have such this relationship where you're monitoring them every day. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I was going to ask Mike. Uh, so Mike, once a project like this is kind of on, on its own legs, right? So it's moving along. How does the partnership between Department of Wildlife and the tribe kind of balance out now? Are you going to go out and help Emily? make an excuse to go out and hike around with her or you know how's, is it Emily's job now or how's that work you know we we've definitely handed off the keys to to the vehicle to Emily but um as we talk during the planning stages we're here for provide any advice suggestions um we've been through the hard knocks we've you know trial and error ourselves and and seeing what works and what doesn't. And so we're always going to be available to help um, in future decisions and continuing to build their, their Bighorn Sheep program. And then, so with a pro project like this, I mean, you, we augmented the population. Well, we introduced them, then we augmented them. What's the next step for that? I mean, do we just see what happens for a certain amount of time or? Yeah, the, you know, we, we've talked about when that herd might reach 100 animals. And, um, you know, no one really knows how many total will uh, the lake range will hold. Uh, we think it's great habitat. Um, historically, it had sheep on it as many of the mountain ranges around there. So, um, yeah, I think uh, just, just monitoring, as Emily said, the lamb recruitment, uh, monitoring their use of the habitat, uh, what water sources are using, and um, and then continuing to educate everyone um, about what's happening and 
in the future use of that herd. And then Mike, um, something we did want to talk about is just the importance of this and reintroducing sheep to their historic ranges. Why was this such a big deal? You know, and ever since I've been with Endow, we were very gracious and humbled by all the states, all the provinces that have provided us big game animals to help us restore, you know, elk, pronghorn, all three subspecies of bighorn sheep. Um, you know, we, we were just really grateful for the opportunity to have their help. And with that, after we started building our herds and our distribution, um, we became um, the center of bighorn sheep in the West, having more bighorn sheep than any other state. And we felt proud and, and needing to give back. And so we've been giving sheep to Utah and helping states like Idaho and even have providing sheep to, back to Oregon who helped us initially. And um, I've been a big part of uh, the West-wide effort, being the chair of what's called the Wild Sheep Working Group, uh, overseeing um, all the states and provinces and their wild sheep conservation. And, you know, our, our, our big mantra is we want to see wild sheep where they were historically. And it doesn't matter who the landowner is, because from a biological standpoint, uh, the more places they exist, the better off the species is going to be. And so this, this is a project that uh, we've really embraced. And my counterparts are, um, they just released bighorn sheep along the Missouri River in North Dakota this last winter. Um, they got the sheep from Montana. And so um, a lot of us Western states are encouraging uh, the tribes um, to, to build their programs up with the help from us. Yeah, I just think it's such an important point to note that, you know, we got sheep, we as Nevadans got sheep from other provinces and other states in the past. We, when we introduce, you know, populations like this, or we, or we help other states with our sheep populations, a lot of times people see it as like a short, they see it short-sighted in the social media stuff, messages that we've gotten and, um, you know, what are we getting in return and what are we, you know, why are we giving away all of our sheep and things like that? And I just think if people looked at the bigger picture and the imaginary lines that come with state lines, they would understand kind of where the department's. Yeah, it's just like helping your neighbors out when uh, they had a tough road, tough time. Um, maybe an accident or, a, you know, catastrophe happened. You're, you're there to help your fellow man and uh, everyone's going to benefit eventually. Yeah, the better the they do westwide. Sure. Oh, what'd you say, Aaron? I was gonna say the sheep. The sheep will benefit. Yeah, the better they're doing westwide, the better they're gonna be doing in Nevada. So, um, and then and, like, what are, so we just have a couple minutes here, right at the end. What yeah. are some other projects we have upcoming for statewide sheep? Is there anything? You know, uh, we were we actually were pretty busy this year, even though we had the pandemic to deal with. And, and I will, I, I will, I want to say that we finally were able to get volunteers out with us um, under strict guidelines. And we had about 15 
uh, volunteers out with us in the Black Rock Range, helping out with the release and other releases we did. Uh, we augmented, for example, the North McGee Mountain with sheep, again, from the Sheep Creek Range. It's, it's growing like a weed over there. And so uh, we've got excess animals to provide to other places. And we've been doing other projects to try to remove um, the chronic shedders of a pathogen that, that causes pneumonia in bighorn sheep. Uh, the whole reason why we're restoring sheep was um, entire herds died of pneumonia. And so science has finally um, given us some uh, direction at just as we with COVID SARS, you know, we're, we're getting vaccinated, we're, we're understanding how it's transmitted. Same thing with us in the bighorn world. And, and so if we can identify these asymptomatic carriers of uh, the virulent pathogens, we can restore some of the herds that have been fallen prey to, to chronic lamb mortality. So we've been really busy this winter in multiple herds across the northern part of the state uh, working in that arena. Very cool to hear about all of our different projects. Um, I'm sad because we're out of time and you guys were both such great guests. Um, Emily, thank you for being here. Hopefully that wasn't too scary being on the podcast. <laughs> no, thank you for the invitation. Of course. Thanks, Mike. It's always great to have you. Thanks, Emily, for a uh, great collaboration. And that does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Thank you, everyone, for listening. again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife. <laughs>